people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to the Dura Human Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. I'll do my best to ensure that your investment of the invaluable resource of time is well invested. For those of you joining once again, hey, thank you. You have my gratitude to all of you because this would not be possible. Without you, you are directly contributing to the future of our species, the generations that come after us, our kids, 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 kids. <laughs> so um, by understanding a lot of these theories and these principles and um, these paradigms, paradoxes, whatever word you want to use by understanding us, big U, big H, humankind, more the, more, the more, the greater chance we have at improving a quality of life and <clears throat> I think it's important. Um, some people may agree. I think it's important to understand human presence and what that truly means, because everything we do, obviously, in some way is linked to that. So if we can improve human presence, if we can improve our ability to improve other things, then things just it, it becomes synergistic. Things get better as we go along. But before I get started, you know, today uh, on this day in history, as we do as per usual, because in order to understand where we're going, in order to know where we are and to, to have an idea of where we're going, we need to know where we have been. So we acknowledge historical events. We acknowledge uh, things throughout history to understand where we are. How did we get here? And on November 22nd in 1963, President JFK is assassinated. And the reason why I chose this event to speak on in general is because of why we do what we do today is largely attributed to uh, the the Kennedy administration and its initiatives. And for those of you that have an understanding of politics or an understanding of, of presidential uh, administrations and some of the things that they enacted, um, one of Kennedy's biggest uh, well, there's, there's quite a few, right? But one of his biggest was uh, physical fitness of America. He was adamant that physical fitness is, 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 a, is a key component to having a strong nation, that a, a, nation's, a nation is only as strong as its citizens, <clears throat> which means that if we have a weak body of citizens, we will have a weak nation because we all know it. The people are what truly make a nation great. So one of Kennedy's uh, biggest targets was to improve the physical fitness of youth, of children. So to start this next generation of, of health and fitness culture. And, you know, I, I, I have to say that maybe it wasn't as effective as we wanted it to be, but it was pretty effective. It was the most effective campaign we've seen from a presidential administration because some 20, 30 years later, <clears throat> Actually, it's probably less than that. Some 10, 15, 20 years later, we had a rapid, rapid development of health culture and, and health theory and health application. And it's really set the pace for where we are and set the pace for where we're going. So as far as that, I think we, we uh, JFK is definitely responsible um, for how much our focus has improved on um, our, 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 our health and fitness. So... With that being said, as we roll into this episode, it won't be entirely long, but that does not negate its importance. Now, this 
is one of the episodes. This is one of the topics. This is some concepts that helped me tremendously when trying to understand this vast sea of information that is human performance and health and wellness and fitness application. And um, it it not only helped me as a practitioner, but I, I, I strongly feel that even in someone who just simply wants to improve their quality of life, whether you are a parent, you are a child, you are a student, you are a teacher, you are a husband, you are a wife, you are an enthusiast, you are an athlete in some way, understanding this concept is going to help you tremendously on the journey. Because at the very core of everything that we do, movement, uh, improvement, discipline, diligence, and advancement, it, 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 it starts with understanding this. And that is the dichotomy, right? The, the, the dual sides of science and philosophy. And most importantly, the science and philosophy of change. Now, typically, someone wouldn't use dichotomy in that manner, but this isn't a typical talk. Okay, so there are there is some gray area and that gray area is because there is some overlap and that overlap is truly where we want to be. But in order to understand what, what that overlap looks like, we have to first understand both sides of the equation. Now, in the simplest words possible, when it comes to understanding the anatomy, the structure and, or the physiology, the function of the human body, the science behind it is, is, is going to be your, your bread and butter, so to speak. In the simplest word, science is understanding. OK, science is is only understanding because science we, we have the data and the research from science because of our ability to manipulate the environment, to, to manipulate the variables in order to understand a specific outcome. Scientists in a lab can sterilize uh, uh, sterilize an environment, which means make it as neutral as possible to, to their control so that they can have the most accurate results possible. Um, and where that becomes difficult yeah, well, first of all, it's a good thing because it gives us the most accurate results, right? It it, it narrows so it, it teases out so many factors and it narrows it down for us to truly understand what it is that we are looking at. OK, we look at a plus X and we get a X um, <clears throat> two plus two equals four. Now, when we look at the philosophy, OK, the philosophy behind change or just philosophy in general is going to be the application. Now, it's almost counterintuitive to say philosophy has application, but trust me on this, it's easier to keep it simple. So, you know, we have this tendency, we as in humans have a tendency to overcomplicate everything. So when we look at the science and philosophy, two key components of personal growth and of human performance, science is the understanding. Understanding how these mechanisms work and what, what, ingredients go into the equation philosophy is the application so philosophy gives us the ability to then take that understanding and put it into actual practice it allows us to then step outside of that box a little bit this box that we created um, with this sterile environment with all within our control and take it out into the world 
a place where control is, is out the window, <laughs> where so many things can happen, so many different variables thrown in. But it's important first to have that primary understanding, because when you have that strong foundation, when you have that strong understanding first and then you begin to apply it, things not only make more sense, but it gives you more more room to to use ingenuity, to use outside the box thinking, to use creativity to then encounter numerous different situations that you can that we can then overcome. And one of the one of the. Uh, the easiest examples I use all the time is going to the gym. We understand that we've talked about hundreds of episodes now that resistance training is the key to developing skeletal muscle and skeletal muscle is the key to human locomotion, i.e. human movement. So if we can improve the muscle, we can improve the movement. And one of the greatest ways to do that is by resistance training, by load based training. And we have the ability to do that as humans by going to the gym. If you have access to a facility that has weights, whether that be in the home or being in a commercial facility, then you have the ability to do that. And obviously, you know, there are makeshift ways to do that, too. But we'll get into that into another time. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I think that uh, understanding that first, the 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 science behind it. What is it that is going to happen to my body whenever I go into this facility? Every machine you see is designed for a specific purpose. So understanding what change that that machine or that weight is is intending to garner is, is, is what's going to put you in the best possible position first. But that starts with first establishing how the body is going to change. We know that <clears throat> there's going to be damage to the musculature that is intended to cause change it's it's intended to make it more make it stronger make it more resilient make it adapt and with that change is going to come pain so that means that when we undergo this process it is not going to be comfortable the process is going to be painful and 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 that is important because the body naturally doesn't like destabilization it doesn't like throwing off its balance it doesn't like pain but we have the ability as the human entity to tell ourselves, as weird as that sounds, that that pain is for a good result. And that is the first part of the science of truly understanding of where these begin to overlap. Because when we go to apply it, there's the, there has to be the stark realization that there are different levels to that pain. There are different levels to that change. And the more we apply those levels of change, the more we apply those levels of pain, the stronger, the more, more resilient the body will become. So we know that when we destabilize it, the balance of the body, the more we do that, the more we are telling the body that, hey, this is happening. This is for a good thing and it's going to make me better. Just bear with me. Now, we have to then apply the philosophy to it and know that there's different levels to it. So when you do this consecutively, consistently and diligently, it it becomes more of a rapid process. So over time where it was difficult to say spend for let's, for the sake of argument, two minutes on the treadmill at a 10 percent incline. Next time you do, you do it for a week, you do it for two, you do it for three, say three, four days a week. Within a couple weeks, you're now able to do 
an hour on the treadmill at a 15% incline. It may not seem like a significant improvement, but the ability to rapidly go from 10 minutes, 30 minutes to 60 minutes at, at a, an improvement of a 50% incline from a data and research standpoint, from the science, is is significant. But from a philosophical standpoint, from from a from from a, an application, it also shows growth. It shows the ability to overcome that pain and overcome those challenges, and the ability to discern uh, those levels of pain. And that only comes with repetition. is 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 one of the the reasons why in that gray area we talk about science and philosophy. Um, one of one of one of the the brightest <laughs> stars in that area, I would say, is uh, reps, uh, repetitions. Um, you know, and, and that happens in a science setting where you have to get repetitions to understand how processes work. But the same thing with application settings in philosophy, you have to get repetitions to understand work, uh, understand how things work. Um, and that work plus action equals results. But without those repetitions, <clears throat> you just don't, you won't be able to see that that come that 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 equation uh, really play out but the fact is that regardless of what it is you want to do when you establish your goal right we talked about goal establishment in quite a few episodes we talked about how that process works so go back and listen to a few of them if you truly want to understand how easy it can be to really set pursue and accomplish goals especially with health and fitness we talked about that being that being at the forefront. Once that happens, regardless of what that goal is, when we begin to understand that there is a science and understanding and a philosophy, a philosophy and application, and right in that like sweet spot, that little middle zone is the best place to be. Once we begin to understand both, it makes the journey tremendously easier. Easier in the sense as the ceiling of capability is now higher. And the rate at which you're able to accomplish things to get the work done is also tremendously faster. And really, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about human performance, there is no there is no greater accomplishment to then be able to do more and to do it faster. But until next time, stay durable, my friends.